All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Current Issues in Facing the Sports Industry. We are your hosts, Michael Keane, and alongside me is Freddie Hickman. This week, we are going to dive straight into the biggest news of college football in recent memory that I have is uh, the Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 and that in turn leading to the Big 10, the Pac-12, and the ACC forming an alliance to try to counter this and to try to keep the landscape true of college football as to what we know it. But, all right, if we want to dive right into personal opinions on it, Freddie, if you want to give me the rundown, that'd be great. Sure thing. Um, Yeah, my name's Freddie, as he said. Um, Obviously, this is one of the biggest things to ever happen in college athletics. Um, uh, I don't think many people would say or think that Oklahoma and Texas would have done this a year ago. Um, This was, this is crazy. Um, This is one of the biggest things to ever happen in college football. Um, And it's, it's a big talking point. There's a lot going on here. There's a lot of uh, X factors that are um, left to be answered. Um, For me personally, I I don't think it's going to be a good thing for college football. Um, I I did enjoy seeing a little bit of the balance of power between um, good teams and bad teams in each conference. Um, I know that the SEC was already a powerhouse when it came to the conferences and was looked at as the best conference in college football. Um, But now that Oklahoma and Texas are going to be joining the SEC, uh, they're just uh, it's it's just a p- absolute powerhouse and um, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. Um, the Big 12 is obviously weakened by this. Um, they're going to have a bunch of average teams. Uh, Iowa State is probably the most notable team and the, they're ranked and it's going to be tough because now they're going to be pretty much the only great team in the SEC. Um, if you see them as great, um, this is going to leave a lot of those other teams out to dry. Um, the ratings are going to go down money stream revenue. It's all going to go down, um, because people are going to be less interested in their games. Um, their records, uh, might be better. Uh, they might have better schedules because of this. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of figure out there. Um, but I, I do think this is a bad thing, um, for college athletics because, uh, well, not just college athletics, but for college football, because I think it gives um, these teams a lot more leeway and a lot more um, decision making of their own to do. And it gives them a little bit more power than I would uh, want. Um, I think there should be a little bit of a higher power to decide um, what's allowed and what's going to go on here. Um, I, I think that um, there's going to be a lot of bigger games and um, you know, more people are going to be excited to watch a, um, big game that, uh, you usually don't see because of this. Um, but I think that overall it's going to be a bad thing for college athletics and college football. Um, but I'd love to hear what you have to say, Mike. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I do think that there's still a lot of unknowns that we're going to have to deal with. Um, because that, like we've said, this is pretty unprecedented. We've never seen something like this before. Um, as a casual college football fan, I think I actually like it when you look at it just surface level. I think it's kind of like what we saw with 
that Super League with all the soccer teams is the very casual fans are saying it's great. We're going to see uh, the best Pac-12 teams play against the best Big Ten teams week in, week out. I think on the surface, it's great. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this new alliance of these three conferences is going to try to go toe-to-toe with the SEC because, like you said, even just a casual fan can know the SEC is far and away the best conference. And that was before Texas and Oklahoma joined. And now you're bringing in one of the biggest rivalry games of the year into your conference. I think a ton of eyes are going to be on the SEC, obviously. But I think it it's going to be interesting to see how some of these TV deals line up where are we going to see all three of those conferences go in on a TV deal together? Are we going to see them do like a half season in conference half season against the other two conferences i think as much as i agree with everything you said i just think this kind of opens the door just a little bit for us to see some different avenues of just ways they can schedule games ways we're going to see the playoff expand because we already know the playoff is going to expand but i know we talked about this in one of our classes was it is that just mean eight more sec teams in the playoffs like i want to know like what I think those three conferences aligning is going to give them an actual good amount of bargaining power against the SEC. I'm interested to see if the SEC will even care what they're doing or if they're going to treat themselves as their own autonomous league. But just to recap, a couple things I like. I think, like I said, the bargaining power against the SEC, I think, is something to be said. And also, I, as, like I said, as a casual fan, I'm interested to see how we may get a Stanford-West Virginia game late in the year. Like, I just want to know. I, it's going to be interesting for me to see how some of those matchups will start to come about. Yeah, um, to go off you, um, I do like the playoff um, expansion. I, I like more teams being involved uh, in trying to win the national championship. Um, I, I don't think that it's going to be all SEC teams. I think there's going to be a lot more competition and um, battling between those teams in the SEC. So I think there's a doorway for um, some of the big name teams and other conferences and even even some of the average teams that might put up, um, you know, great, great numbers of wins um, like U, UCF um, did a couple of years ago. Uh, when they were undefeated, that might open the door for them to get into the college uh, playoff. Um, but I also think that um, this will, this will, this might be a bad thing um, with the NIL. I'm personally not a big fan of the NIL. Um, I, I don't think that it's a good thing that these college uh, players are getting paid um, for their name, image, and likeness. Um, and I think this only pushes these college athletes to want to go to better teams um, just to get paid and just to uh, have the flashiness that, Oh, I'm in the sec. I'm part of the best conference in college athletics. Um, so I, I think it's going to push them to go to better teams. And I think it's going to leave less of those big name guys that are on smaller teams. We saw Lamar Jackson, at Louisville a few years ago um, have one of the best college football seasons ever. Um, I think we're going to see way less players on um, lower name teams um, because of the NIL and because of this um, 
alliance and because of the uh, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, um, I don't see that as as a, a good thing for college athletics. Uh, I think that could go into a bad uh, spiral downhill slope um, into just into a, a bad bad look for for college athletics. Um, what are your thoughts, Mike? No, so you just made a ton of great points. Um, I will say personally, I stand on, I think college athletes should and could be paid for their name, image, and likeness. But I also do see the points you're bringing up where that already alone is going to lead into a quote-unquote bidding war for all these new recruits. And although it already was kind of like that with like scholarships and stuff, now the curtain is fully pulled back like, it's going to be very clear, like, okay, we're going to pay this kid this much money. And obviously kids are going to go to those bigger schools, like you said, because their media deals at Alabama compared to Washington, like up in the Pac-12, like it's not even close. Like those kids at Alabama are going to get way more chances to profit off of the NIL, which I do think that these two things kind of happening at, not at the exact same time. Obviously, we had the NIL a couple months ago. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see how these two rules, or I guess rules is a bad word for it, but NIL and how this new alliance are going to kind of work together in a way to change the landscape of college sports. Like you said, like we might have a ton more players going down to the SEC, but let's say this new alliance of these three conferences has a TV deal that players get a percentage of. Like, that's another huge thing is all these TV deals are coming up soon, except for the ACC, as we talked about in class, because um, they just signed like a 10-year deal. But if these conferences kind of go in together to these negotiations for the TV deals and they're able to tie in that NIL stuff, I think it could be very interesting to see how we, may, we genuinely may have that super conference being able to compete somewhat with uh, the SEC. Yeah, uh, I definitely see those points there. Um, one thing I want to add with um, uh, these players in, uh, you know, lower level schools, um, w- w- like Temple itself, uh, we had a pretty good year. I think we were eight and four a few years ago. But then ever since then, we have definitely had uh, plenty of hardship. Um, we But we have had a couple um, NFL guys come out of Temple, uh, like Sean Bradley, Rocky Sin. Um, and I, I just don't think that um, even those type of guys who aren't big name NFL players um, would want to attend a school like Temple who's already struggling, um, which their ratings are probably going to go even worse because of um, this alliance and because of what's happening. Um, so I, I think this could even hurt um, a team like Temple um, I, I, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it could go a lot of ways, but, um, we'll have to just wait and see. And just to branch, branch off just slightly. Um, I think it's interesting too, to see like, how is this going to affect Kansas basketball, not Kansas football? Like kind of like you said, you're going to see players not really going to these smaller schools. Do you think, a basketball-specific player may turn down Kansas now because there's no there's no guarantee of who they're going to be playing in basketball because it, these conference rules are always such a crazy where 
you can have some sports in a different conference. Like I know hockey, they have a bunch of their own conferences. And I just think it's going to, this new deal is going to pull the curtain back a little where we may see a little more shakeup of to not just football schools. Like we may see a whole new basketball conference for all we know. And I know the NCAA is having a um, constitutional convention at their annual meeting in January to kind of go over some of this stuff. And I think it's going to be very interesting seeing the results from that meeting because that's going to be right at the start of bat or not start, but right in the midst of basketball season, the NCAA tournament is going to be coming up. I, they still own the March madness, rights, So are we still going to have an NCAA tournament for basketball? Like I think as much as we're focusing on football, I think it's going to be an issue to see how this is going to affect other sports as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I do think that um, Kansas basketball, for example, can um, be hurt by this. I think that players might just want to go with safer options um, like Duke or UNC or um, other schools like that. Um, I, I think I think it's kind of compar- comparable to the NBA where uh, players just want to go to the super teams. Um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, it could have a very drastic change um, with college basketball as well. Um, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not 100, but um, I'm looking forward to that meeting and um, seeing how the scheduling is going to shape out. Um, but uh, that could, that could definitely change a lot of things. And so now this brings us to I know we kind of opened with this on the personal opinions, but we'll feed back to it. Um, I guess we'll start with your thoughts on this. How, what do you think, or I'm trying to think of the right way to word this, I guess, how do you think this is going to affect the direct health of college athletics? So not like, not like the strength of schedule and stuff, but like, let's say 10 years down the line, like, do you have any insight of to how this is going to affect the health of college athletics? Um, I, I think at the end of the day, the, uh, landscape of college athletics won't be that drastically different. I think so many people are invested and interested um, with college sports that I don't think they're going to have a problem. I think that they're going to make it work out and um, all, all sports are going to find ways to make money and um, have, have an audience. Um but a lot of things still could change. Um, the NCAA. The, um, obviously, they're not going to be doing um, anything different, but they might look for other streams of revenue, um, whether that's um, within basketball or uh, within other sports. Um, so I, I don't think the whole landscape will change um, 10 years, whether it comes to um, how, how much people are invested and interested. Um, I, I think there could be a lot of rule changes and um, playoff changes and uh, stuff like that. But um, I, I think that people are going to be looking at college athletics somewhat the same. Yeah, I, I honestly pretty much fully agree. I think um... – I think this is going to shake up things for a little bit. And I obviously, I still have a couple questions and I think most people understandably do, but I think 
like you said, I think college football is going to – college football specifically, but I think this applies to other sports too. I think it's going to find a way to refine that status quo of – see, but I also don't know. I really think this alliance may end up shaking. I'm wondering if we're going to see a little more autonomy of, like, sport to sport. Like, the example I used earlier, like, hockey schools have their own conferences for that. Like, are we going to have every school's sports team in their own conferences? Like – and then what does that lead to, like, rowing and swimming? Because, like, those sports aren't making you money. Like, if we see more autonomy sport to sport, I'm wondering if that's going to benefit the lower-end sports as to having more kind of exposure themselves, I guess. Or if we're going to see programs really struggle with not having that guaranteed football revenue in like from, like, an SEC school. So I just think it's, like we've said, it's going to be really interesting to see there's still so many questions to be answered, but I think we both kind of have the understanding that we're hoping to return to some sort of status quo in the next couple of years, not have this shake up everything as we know it. Yeah. I think that um, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. um, And it's going to be something that we're just going to have to wait and see. I think everybody's anxious to see how it's going to change, how people's perceptions are going to, change um but at the end of the day we're just gonna have to wait and see and it's probably the most exciting news um whether you like it or dislike it um that's happened in college sports in a very very long time there's gonna be a lot of eyes on that constitutional convention in january that's for sure yep well all right everyone thank you for listening this week this has been current issues and events in sports facing the sports industry i have been michael and i've been freddie And thank you for listening.